listening to Media Sales Mojo. I'm Philip Gabbard. And I'm Dave Burke. Thanks for joining us. This is the podcast for broadcast media sales professionals. We appreciate you being here. Hey, Phil. Yeah? I've got some news. It's okay. time for a sales meeting. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Isn't that usually the reaction oh. <laughs> to, to I, it's I, time for I a sales meeting? I think we meeting? just lost some listeners. <laughs> yeah, I know. People were like, no, nope, oh my gosh, not gonna go. It's a it's a great topic. It's a great topic to tackle. It's a great topic to have. It's needed, right? But um, yeah. So where do you want to go with this, Dave? Well, you know, the thing about sales meetings, it, it's it's really you know when I do management training, I tell the managers truism number one. All right. You hate to do sales meetings. Right. Truism number two. Your staff hates them too. <laughs> you know? Right. Because, you know, God's truth. It's the truth. I mean, it shows that, you know, you're not happy to do the sales meetings. And and a lot of times when we put these things together, if they reflect that, then then they're, you know, a giant waste of time a lot of times. Right. So I just want to talk a little bit today about how we can make sales meetings more important, more valuable, both from a manager's perspective and from an account executive perspective, certainly one of the truisms is every station pretty much has them at least once a week, maybe more than that. Yeah, I, I, I know horror stories. I have heard and I have conducted literally thousands of them, as I know mm-hmm. you have as well. Yeah. And I think in time, you know, managers will get better at doing them. I, that's my hope. I believe I did. I would like to think that I did. And I know you and I have trained together often. And I know that one element is organization and focus. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, let's get into it, Dave. I'm on time. I'm here on time. I've got my notepad. Let's get into it. Well, you know, I I think the the primary thought that I like to have in leading a sales meeting is that as a manager, it's my opportunity to manage on purpose versus, versus managing by crisis. And, sure. and sometimes you have to manage by crisis because things come up. You get a cancellation. We've talked about that. Or, you know, there's an issue that uh, is going on with one of your sales team members or whatever it might be. And you have to use that as a teaching opportunity and you manage during that particular time. But the time that you put aside for your sales meetings really should be an opportunity for you to work on things that make your team better. I think the the primary job, the number one job of managers, sales managers, whether it be radio, television, or any other media that you work in, is to train, motivate, and grow your sales team. That's the prime job. What is, uh, what is the failure in this, though? So why is there so much pushback for sales meetings? And let's say you have a staff of 10. Mm-hmm. And, you know... Dave, you've seen the faces in the morning or in the afternoon, whenever they are. There's, I, I really believe that you've got a third of them, three, maybe four, on your staff who's like, okay, I'm, I'm into this. And then you've got people that are just counting the minutes until this passes. But where do we, what's the best practices here uh, for, for prepping from a manager's side? And, and how about from the AE side? Well, I think the AE, uh, from my experience, is really reflective of the amount of work and effort and thought put into the meeting by the manager. Mm -hmm. Is the manager really looking at this as an opportunity 
to help make your team better. You know, you, you said the, just a minute ago, reminding me of the old joke of, hey, how many people work for you? Oh, about half. You know, so, <laughs> I love you know, that. so how do we get these folks to <laughs> really be engaged during these meetings? And you have to look at it from their perspective. You know, mm -hmm. um, one of the things that that uh, that I like to look at are the the the, the things, the signs of bad sales meetings. You know, mm -hmm. what is it that you're doing that are that that are turning off? your team from a sales meeting engagement standpoint. Are you using the sales meeting as a, a meeting, a, a gripe session or a pity party? Are you getting angry or publicly making a bad example of somebody in a sales meeting? Are you letting somebody else, maybe another department head, somebody from promotion or traffic or or the business manager, or whoever it might be, are you allowing some somebody else to come in and humiliate or badmouth or add you know, to, point a, yeah, po yeah, yeah, point a finger at one of your AEs? It makes it you know very uncomfortable for the entire team. Another problem that I see often in sales meetings is that we use those meetings for policies, forms. Yeah. Um, uh, forecasting, that kind of thing. Look, the forecasting meeting has to happen. It's a separate meeting. This is not for your sales meeting. You know, right. I've had managers come to me who have been in meetings and said, why are we even discussing these, you know, uh, you know, uh, item A, B, and C when it's a one-on-one -on -one meeting that can be done in 10 minutes? Well, there's, and I'm, I want to assert a few things. I think I, I am speaking from I think my point of view, where I'm speaking from, is a person who has literally held and conducted thousands of sales meetings, and your POV is you've trained people uh, in, in a lot of sales training meetings, and you've trained managers on training meetings. One thing for me that maybe I don't get, but I understand it exists because I've known lots of media reps who just hate the sales meeting process. And I also know that not every, not every staff trains, not every staff uh, actually conducts sales meetings. You know, there, it might be, you know, you might have a manager that's an emailer. But a couple of things that I want to share, it might be the power struggle for control, management control. Like I am ordering my staff to be here at this time do not be late or you will be penalized and all these other kind of irrational elements that exist. So I know it can be funky. I know that there are salespeople out there who go, man, I just don't get along with, you know, person to person, human to human with my manager. Or maybe I love my manager or maybe I pacify the time some way, shape or form. But I do believe in a few things and I'm going to speak from my personal experience that the key to establishing a good meeting begins with one-on-ones and individual expectations of the reasons why we're going to have group meetings once a week or once a month or bi-monthly. But the key to creating a continually good sales meeting begins with a one-on-one -on -one where a manager and a, an account manager will have a conversation saying, hey, look, uh, I, I want people to have roles in my meetings. So the meeting is not just a one-hour complaint session, bitch session, teardown session 
unneeded session that could be covered either in an email or a one-on-one, that this is actually going to be an event. And this event takes as much coordination as coordinating any other kind of event where I'm going to find mm-hmm. out who's going to bring the napkins and who's going to bring the, the fruit salad. Sure. I want to assign roles, and I might have somebody review the minutes from last week's meetings and the follow-ups. I might have somebody give us an update on events that are coming in the marketplace or new businesses that have opened in the marketplace or new promotions or some kind of you know, uh, article or session that they've, you know, learned or trained on from their own. But when you give somebody a responsibility inside a meeting, then they can all take ownership. And that's comes from, you know, a guy who used to make a lot of mistakes in sales meetings to figuring out, hey, I'm in this meeting too. I wanted something out of it. And I think a collaborative sales meeting is, is, is the winning sales meeting. No, I think that's a great idea. You know, the involvement of the team, it, everybody being involved at some level, some more than others, but at some level. Uh, and, and I like your analogy of trying to make it an event, you mm-hmm. know, where you don't make it, you, you don't look at it as a meeting per se, but, um, you know, just for, for the sake of a meeting, but um, but that it has a beginning, middle and end and and everybody plays a role. So I think involvement is, is terrific. And, and you're position of having the one-on-one goes back to really knowing who your team is, what their capabilities are, what their interests are, and how to play to those, and how those can benefit other team members at the same time. What I if think you, one of, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I was going to ask this question, Dave. What if you have uh, a, a very experienced staff? Is it interdependent upon the type of staff you have? Uh, I, I want to tell real quick, I, I I left a job in El Paso, Texas, uh, moved to Los Angeles, California, had an experienced staff, pretty, pretty decent group of people. And I, I showed up from one market to another market with my same old principles of, hey, we're going to have a 9 a.m. meeting every Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I kind of stayed on that ground for a while. But then I realized, like, hey, man, these guys are dragging in late. And that kind of bothered me. At, you know, And I think I was going through my own growth experience, too. But finally, I, I realized that, man, I, I came in, new manager, and I said, I'm going to have a nine o'clock meeting and you guys need to be here. And I didn't really fully grasp that some people were, in this, exam, in this case, were commuting an hour and 15 minutes. You know how L.A. is. Sure. It's miserable traffic. And so the reps go, yeah, we're going to be there, but, you know, I'm stuck in traffic. And so how important is this meeting if I, I'm asking somebody to, to reroute their day? I've got a professional staff of great sellers. Do I have to have a sales meeting? Well, I, I, again, it's the opportunity to manage on purpose. And I think your team relies on you as a manager to help make them better. Right. I think that's what, that's what the, the, the so they have to get value uh, requires of you. And I think that's the obligation you have to your team, whether you do it at nine o'clock in the morning, you know, and require people to leave their homes at, you know, two and a half hours early to beat <laughs> traffic or whether right. you can do it, you know, later on in the afternoon when everybody's recentered back into the building before the end of the day. Maybe that's a better way to do it. I don't know. It's got, it really does vary on the location. But to your point earlier, I think having an inside look at who your team is and what they really need helps you create an agenda, which I think is an important item to have at every yes. meeting. Yes, sir. Uh, so people know what to expect. And, and you get your, your uh, everybody that's in the meeting have ownership of part of it. 
The, the, the other thing I like to make sure that we don't forget is to include some element of fun. Into Thank the you. Meeting. You, you just literally read my mind. And plan for it. Plan for fun. I, I have a, uh, a very good uh, friend of mine who uh, is, is one of the best sales managers that, that I know. And uh, she puts somebody in charge of the intro music of every meeting. Oh, that's great. There's a boom box or whatever it might be or, you know, some sort of player that will play MP3s or whatever it is. And, and it rotates and you get to bring in the warm-up music to, to get the, the, the meeting kicked off. And she rotates that and you get to pick whatever kind of music you want. I thought, well, that's a really good way to start because then, you know, people start, go, you know, they you know, harass the person if they don't like the song or they're like, oh, you brought that in? Really? Is that right. what we're going to do? You know, I mean, it, and it, it's it's energetic. It kicks it off on the right tone. Uh, and somebody has ownership of that. Um, and it's fun. Now, if that said, if you have to have a, a serious sales meeting because, you know. You, you might not want to bust out your, you know. Yeah, you might not <laughs> want to bust out the balloons and the noisemakers, you know, if it's, a, if, if it's you know. Some sort of uh, topic that that needs uh, some gravitas, but yeah. for most sales meetings, I think planning for fun makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So uh, w- I, you read my mind. We work in a fun business, and sometimes the continual every Tuesday, every Wednesday, whenever you're, you've scheduled your meetings, can begin to become a drag. And I think it might be okay to relieve people of, hey, you know, let's break up a schedule. Let's not meet on the same date and time. Uh, if that is possible. But there's also one other thing is if if you do have a bad seed in your sales meeting that you will have not addressed, you will not have a great sales meeting overall. And I think the one element of, you know, one bad apple spoils a whole uh, barrel of fruit comes to mind. And it does need to be addressed. So if I've had a bad meeting, it's typically because uh, of the lack of participation, and I think that's something that is addressable after the meeting, not like saying, hey, Burke, why aren't you paying attention? Well, you don't know where Burke is right now, you know, in his mind or, or where, where he's transcended during the conversation. Uh, he might be worrying about a client or worrying about something about personal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think y- we have to address, uh, we should be very, very thoughtful like a host at a party, want to make sure all my guests are being accommodated and taken care of. If there's something for everyone, you will have great participation from all of your all of your guests. Mm-hmm. And in this case, if you find somebody that is not playing well with others in your group, that does need to be addressed because you will not get to a great participatory level if somebody's sitting on the sidelines saying, I'm not playing. Well, and, and the, the other teammates, you know, no one's more aware of it than they are. Right. You know, they're sitting in the room going, Ooh, what's wrong with uh, with Phil today? Oh, my gosh. You know, this is really kind of embarrassing. You know, I, awkward would, I was whatever. a foot, you know, I was a college football player. And um, there was one thing that I'll remember forever. And our, we got a new coach one year. And I have a my freshman year. We had a very heavy handed control oriented football coaching staff who, you know, monitored every movement that we made. And, you know, there was a lot of punishments and a lot of people who want to resist, right? Mm-hmm. So we so we get a new coach, and the coach said one of the neatest things that, you know, I, I think I still carry with me is that as long as you, you know, act like men, we'll treat you like men, quote, end quote. 
we work in a professional environment. It should be, be it should be wickedly fun. And if 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 somebody cannot participate in if you one can't create a fun, consistent program by which to teach and educate and lead sales your sales environment from, maybe you shouldn't do a, a sales meeting. Yeah. And these should be a continuation of building blocks leading you to greater and greater successes, not teardowns and and absolutely not to aggravate your staff. No, and that's and I guess that's the point is is that people as a manager, you need to put enough effort into creating these meetings, including the involvement, including the elements of fun, including the training segments, whatever else it is that you have in there, so that people leave those meetings and and are fired up, thankful, and motivated to go out and and and, uh, and have a great day. A couple other elements that I'd like to just mention quickly that I like to do, I, I don't want them to run long. We always keep, try to keep them under an hour. And then another way to get somebody involved in the meeting is to ask somebody to issue a recap of the meeting, take notes, and send out via email a recap of the meeting to everybody. Great. So that everybody knows what we're talking about, reiterate, if there's a reminder that somebody needs. Again, it's another easy way to get somebody involved as, as part of, of your meeting. And I think if you do them right, if you put thought into it and you follow some of these basic guidelines, not only will you get a lot of results from your meeting, but you'll get a lot of participation. It'll make your team stronger. It'll make your team closer. And it'll make your team better. Well, Dave, sounds like we just had a pretty good meeting. Yeah, and we were both involved, which makes me happy. And we're not running too long on time. But I think we've got a good point to stick a pin in this one. Okay, sounds good. Thanks very much for uh, joining us today on Media Sales Mojo. This is the uh, podcast for Broadcast Media Sales Professionals. Remember, we'd like to hear from you. If you have any questions or comments about top things that Phil and I have discussed, please just reach out to us directly at askus at mediasalesmojo.com. Ask us at mediasalesmojo.com. We look forward to seeing those. Thanks for listening. Have a great week of sales.